Assalamu alaikum. My name is Hiba Rashid and you are listening to the Sister Sohba podcast from Leeds UK. There are currently two sessions on our website, the Sister Circle every Friday and the Children's Storytime every Sunday. To find out more and to book onto the sessions, please visit www.sisters-sohba.com. You are also encouraged to become a weekly or monthly sustainer and benefit from Sadqa Jaria by supporting our efforts and donating on our donate page. Your donations help with running costs and enable us to host these sessions for longer. So please give generously. We thank you for your support, for your generosity, and for being a great part of our journey. Jazakallahu khair wa assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Oh Allah, help me with my tongue, help me with my speech, and allow me to only say that which is good and that which is khair and that which is beneficial. Amen. So, uh, the name to, uh, that we will be discussing today of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when I was doing my preparation, when I was writing my little notes, I was already aware that this is going to be something that will really pull at my heartstrings. Um, and perhaps it will for more people as well. Um, it is just the sort of emotion that learning of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala evokes in your heart um, when you recognize how significant and how important he is and how dependent we are on him subhanahu wa ta'ala. And I will just start today's session with that context immediately, um, just to put it into perspective. So the name that we are discussing today is Al-Baqi. Um, and the translation of it or the explanation I would give is he is the one who will always be with you. Um, and I think at if at any point I've actually learnt the true understanding of this name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it's truly been these past few months. Um, and it's no, it's not hidden from anyone. Um, and one of my biggest motivation for Sister Sohba is um, as sadaqah for my father, um, along with myself and my endeavor to worship Allah Taala. Um, but truly, there's always a sadness when we lose someone, when you know someone you rely on, someone you depend on, is no longer around. And over the past three months, alhamdulillah, um, it's been three, subhanAllah, um, I've truly felt the weight of not having my father in my life. And whenever you lose somebody that is dear to your heart, somebody that is very integral to your daily life, there's always a sadness that comes with that departure. There's always a feeling of heaviness, but at the same time, there's a realization of how strongly you were dependent. Um, and just as I mentioned earlier, I have, alhamdulillah, recently been made redundant. And there, that's just one example of many, where something happens in your life, 
and you want to turn to that one source, one person in your life who you would usually discuss everything with because, oh, I need help. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed me with a person so beautiful in my life that every single time I felt scared, I felt angry, I felt hopeless, I would turn to him. So I would pick up a phone call or I would walk into his room or I would, you know, just go and visit him because my go-to person has always been my father. And alhamdulillah, Allah's now brought me in a space in my life where this has changed, where I need to recognize that I can't do this anymore. And in that, and I call this the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that he allowed this to happen before he called me back. Because he could have very easily swapped it over, where I go to him first, um, and I'm accountable for everything that I've said and done. And in what I have done, while I recognize that, yes, my father is a blessing to my life, I'd almost forgotten that it wasn't my father or my mother or my brother or my sister or my friend or my husband that I should be turning. These people in being a blessing from Allah, they are ultimately still just people. When difficulties now come towards me, I am forced out of not having another option to turn and really internalize who can help me. I can't pick up my phone and call Papa anymore because he's not there to answer that call. But if I really reflect, what could he have said? I already know, and I'm already in that capacity to know this is what he would respond to. When I worry about what will somebody say and how will they react, he, I know his words. I know that he's going to tell me that I need to make sure that I am true to my promise to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to worship him. And as long as I am on that path, it doesn't matter what anybody does. Because I am on the right path. But if I have made a mistake, and if I have done something with which I cannot face Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then I must make amends. So I know his words. What is it I miss? Just that feeling of letting it go. Just that feeling of venting it out and you know, lightening your heart. But Baba couldn't have done anything anyway. I'm in a completely different continent to where my father is buried at this point. That's where he was living. He, for a long time, he couldn't have done anything. But all he ever did was listen. And he listened with patience. And he listened with love. And he made me feel... Like I was powerful, even though there wasn't anything that he was actively doing. And in that is my biggest realization. It was not him. It was never him. It was Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And now, day after day, situation after situation, I actively need to remind myself. I don't need Bob. I am dependent on my habit. It's Allah that I need. It's Allah that I need to learn to connect with and rely on.
to ask and to seek from, to know that he listens to me patiently because he is a sabur. From him comes patience. That he understands my circumstances because he's al alim. He understands it so much better than I do. While my father could have listened to me, Allah has watched as well. He's al basir saw everything that was involved. I can only see one dimension. My father could have only understood what I said to him. But Allah is not limited. Allah is Samad. Circumstances don't shake him. He is there. He's there. Allah is Al-Baqi. He is the one who will always, always be with me. Time circumstances, even my own sins don't change that. Because Allah did not tell me that I will never sin. All he has asked of me is that when I make a mistake, recognize it and turn back. Come back to me. Come back to him. He only has love for me. Again and again and again, that is all he has ever asked. And it's taken me this long and it's taken for him to call back his blessing. And in, even in that, he hasn't really taken that blessing away. He allowed me to have something special in my life for enough years that I can learn from it. And then remind me that I need him. It's only Allah. Now, that's my state with people. Take this to circumstances. If we are to reflect on the way we behave in the month of Ramadan, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bestows upon us a whole 29 to 30 days of worship, where we find strength in that every Muslim around us, or we make dua, that all of them are engaged in constant worship, in an excessive worship, in really devoting themselves and excelling and really pushing to whatever they possibly can. We find strength. And we're able to do things that are out of the ordinary. But then Ramadan leaves. And it's as if it takes away our courage with it as well. Because all of a sudden, the very next day, I'm not able to continue doing what I was doing in Ramadan. Because I almost had it fixated in my head that it is only the month of Ramadan that brings the strength and this superpower within me. Whereas to love Allah, to worship Allah, to need Allah is very deeply rooted in my heart. That is who I am. That is what I am. But I keep forgetting it. And I keep allowing myself to slip. And I almost let myself feel as if with the departure of Ramadan, Allah is leaving me. That Allah's mercy is going away from me, which is not true. He never made his love, his mercy, his being dependent on a month or a day or a moment or a human. It is I that limit my own self. That 
make myself think that beyond this, there is no mercy in my life. It is human nature that we allow ourselves to keep getting attached to something that is temporary. Whereas Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made it very clear that things will come and they will leave. Nothing that is in this world is permanent. Nothing at all. Not even your own self. This body that we, our soul is living in, even that is very, very temporary. And one day, your body will leave you. When your soul is taken out for the next stage of your life, your body will leave you and it will be taken under the ground. Even that will not be of any use to you. This health that we live with, there will come a day where it won't be with you. Where aches and pains overcome your daily life and it will just be. I don't know if any of you have um, elderly around you because even that is a beautiful blessing. And I, subhanAllah, as myself, I didn't. I've lost my grandparents, alhamdulillah. They've already started their journey. Um, so for a long time, I didn't have um, an elderly person around me. But now, alhamdulillah, my husband, may Allah give his grandfather life and health. Um, I watch him on a daily basis. And it's very humbling to see what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does to our bodies. You are born weak and dependent. And then you grow and you become so self-obsessed over your own strength. And you don't recognize that it's not yours. And as life goes on, your body becomes weaker and weaker and weaker again. You think you're functioning properly, but you'll nap so many times a day it's as if it's gone back in time. Because even that is not yours and it will leave you. Your power, your youth, your strength, your mind, it all slowly fades, except al-baqi, the one that's left. So everything that we are given in this world, we need to recognize that it's only a mean to him. This is it's just our path to remind us of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. My father should have never taken that space in my heart where without him I think I've got no strength, I've got no way to go on. Because it's not from my father. My father was a method that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala used to remind me, and that is all my dad did. Time after time and time after time to remind me that when things get difficult, I don't think about language and I don't think about words. I don't think that I don't know this dua in Arabic. I get down in sujood, in my salah, and I pour my heart out because he is the only one who can answer. Papa told me that all the time. But from that lesson, I should have just kept turning to Allah, not to him. And over these past few weeks, that's what I've started to do. Because the, our human nature, it compels us to look for someone. Who do I call? Who do I speak to when my 
day is difficult, when tears are forming in my eyes and I want to talk to somebody. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying to not speak to anybody. To have that blessing in your life, again, it is a beautiful blessing. It's a ni'mah from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and use it and communicate with people, but don't become dependent. Don't allow shaitan to make you believe that if you don't have a person, you have nothing. Ultimately, it is Allah that you need and people will come and go. But Allah's given you them as a temporary release. And it's great when they're there, but when they are not, alhamdulillah, because Allah never left. Allah didn't leave us for even a blink of an eye. And we make that dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to not leave us, to not allow us to be in a position where we are fully responsible for our circumstances because we will not be able to do so. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in the Quran, um, and this is in Surah number 55, Surah Ar-Rahman. Um, and we're looking at Ayah 27, where he says, وَيَبْقَمْ All that remains. وَجْحُوا رَبِّكَ ذُو الْجَلَالِ وَالْإِكْرَامِ All that remains is the face of your Lord full of majesty, bestowing honor. And there will be a day that everything will perish. This entire world will be nothing but dust. And all that will remain, all that will be baqi, is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone is the one that remains, that continues, that is permanent, and nothing can affect it. He is the everlasting, and there is nothing in the future which doesn't encompass him. The reason that we find our hearts breaking, that we find ourselves sad, that we find ourselves lost when our circumstances change, when people leave, when we are removed from something that is the norm to us is because we attach ourselves to things that don't last. I get comfortable in a home, but it's a place I'm renting. And one day my landlord says very politely that they would like that space back. They are in need now. I feel my world collapsing around me, but this is my house, but it's not. Even if you live somewhere forever, you do not know what life brings. All around the world, wars, earthquakes, natural disasters, things come in places and are wiped, cities, towns, in a moment. And there was nothing you could do. This virus that came in this world, there is nothing you can do. You've all just, we've all lived, we're living in a space where you can't move. You can't do anything. And shaitan is going to force it upon you to lose hope. He will force all sorts of negative thoughts through your mind. When somebody loses a job, when somebody loses an opportunity, shaitan will come and try and magnify it so much that you will never be able to look beyond. And it is in that moment 
whether you remember, you allow your mind to recognize once again that it never matters, that this would have gone anyway. There are only so many years you will be in a job. At some point, you will either retire or you will grow sick of it or you will move to a better opportunity. So why does it matter if you lose it today? A person was only made to go back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is our temporary space in the womb. Life's going to start. It's okay. Everything will finish. That is the way it's made. And we watch it when every time we look outside the window. Plants grow. They blossom. They fruit and then they die. And then they all start to look. So when I'm happy looking at the beauty of spring and summer, when I enjoy the colors of autumn, why do I get so sad at winter? It's only the circle of life. It's going to keep happening. And I was told, just like they do it, nature comes alive and it dies again. And so will we. And so will everything, every relationship, every activity. It has a beginning and it has an end. The only one that remains is Allah. So whether this connection that we have that causes a sadness, whether that's with a person, whether that's with um, an object, or whether that is with things like time, like the month of Ramadan, or um, a holiday that you're really enjoying and it's come to an end and now you just feel terrible um, even though subhanAllah a few of us have not been on a holiday for a while um, but you know you miss those times you do but it's okay it's okay because it was meant to finish it was all going to finish when everything else leaves or dies Allah is with us and that should give you comfort but there will be no heartbreak where Allah is concerned that he will never leave you not when you're awake not when you're asleep what not when things are good not when things are bad not when you're happy not when you're sad there will never be a moment where he will leave I may forget I may not look towards him I may allow shaitan to make me digress for a while, but Allah will never move. But whenever I turn around, whenever I remember, whenever I turn back to Him, He will still be there, waiting to just accept my apology and my return. In fact, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, again in His mercy, He says this to us Himself. This is in Surah An Nahl. Surah number 16, ayah 96. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, whatever you have will end. But what Allah has is lasting. And we will surely give those who were patient their reward according to the
best of what they used to do. So if Allah has stated this clearly for me in the Quran, the words that he sent himself, the words that he strung together himself because he knew my heart and my life needed. He was speaking to me, he was giving me guidance and he's already given it to me that whatever, absolutely whatever I have, it will end. But what he has is lasting and it will always remain. And he will surely give those who are patient their reward according to the best of what I have done. Then continue to do good. Continue and excel and force yourself to do more than what you are capable of. You will only multiply it. At the time of Musa alayhi salam, the magicians, um, even they understood this. When they saw Musa alayhi salam's staff turn into a real snake, so this is when the pharaoh, um, he challenged Musa and he called the best of sorcerers and um, he said he wanted them to compete amongst uh, one another um, and he told the sorcerers to do their magic and then Musa salam, did what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala inspired him to do even the sorcerers, the magicians they recognized that what Musa had was different, that it was special and it was beyond this realm they saw that unlike the trickery that the magicians of the time were doing what Musa did was reality and they bowed down to Musa salam, and declared their belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because what they could see was very different from the temporariness of this dunya. And this caused Fir'aun to be livid and he threatened to torture and crucify all of them. And in that moment of submission, went scared. And they responded. And this is in Surah Taha, Surah number 20, Ayah 73. They say to Fir'aun, we're capable of, of all sorts of wrong, but indeed we have believed in our Lord that he may forgive us our sins and what you compelled us to do of magic. And Allah is better and more enduring. Wallahu khayrun wa abqa. More lasting. From al-baqi, abqa, the one that lasts, the one that is forever lasting. And that last sentence of Allah being better and Allah being the one that is more enduring is key. They said that Allah is more enduring abqa which comes from the same root and it didn't matter what Fir'aun did to them because whatever a tyrant will do whatever someone that is in this world whatever pain they may cause you whatever discomfort may come your way that's temporary that is so so temporary that no matter how hard you think it is it is going to finish and those of you that have given birth um and up until i had my own child i didn't have any understanding of this and subhanAllah, as women, Allah has given us this beautiful, beautiful lesson in excruciating pain. Childbirth is a pain incomparable to anything that I have seen. And 
very and even in that there is no threshold different women feel different levels of pain what i may feel was the worst of mine somebody else might be going through something even worse and it's not even the same from one child to the next other allah and even then even in the throngs of giving birth to your child reality is this will finish where you think the worst has come and there is no pain greater than what you are going through after those hours of labor which seem never ending they're gone and in time the impact of that pain is wiped clean from your mind you may remember that you were feeling a certain way but what that feeling was what that pain is you will not remember that painting that pain of that moment has been wiped clean because even that does not last and i will be lying if i said that the pain that i felt the day my father left is the pain that i feel today and my lord knows that i have loved no one more than him in the world. but my lord is merciful my creator knows what he created and just as he created me he created and he created patience and he created relief and he will bring it all to you he will give you trials he will give you tests but he will also give you the way he is al-had the one who guides he will allow the world to hurt you but he is al-ra'uf who before even the pain comes towards you will have found ways to mend to bring you relief to give you mercy he will allow your heart to break because you need to recognize that it is only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who is al-wadud the one who truly and fully loves you was nothing but love for you and his love never ends and he will mend your broken heart because he alone is the one who made it in the first place he knows all of its inner dimensions and he will fix it you just need to remember to turn to him so just like that when whatever it is that you were holding on to be it the month of ramadan be it you know the upcoming days of zulhij if you are turning to them for when zulhijah comes i will then worship recognize that they are again just a few days they will come and they will leave and yes increase your ibadah because the reward is great but also recognize that this is temporary we are not Muslims we are not worshippers of temporary our hearts our souls requires only that which is permanent and that is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so whatever good comes to you in Ramadan whatever good comes to you in Dhul-Hijj whatever good you feel towards the last part of the night but if you stand up with the Hajjud just know that while Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has encouraged us to do more good in these times, 
the law that you seek still remains. If you have something that you desperately want, absolutely wake up in the middle of the night when everybody else is asleep and put that effort towards Allah. Absolutely do it. Because we've been told that there is more virtue and I believe in what I've been told. But if you were not able to do it, if you had made the intention of, I will wake up in the night and I will do this, I will do my ibadah. But something happened. You overslept. You weren't able to get up. You weren't feeling well. Do not feel that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala won't listen to you during the day. He recognizes your intention. He recognizes what you want to do. So keep turning to him because he's still the same. The limitations we create are in our own mind. They are what my nafs and shaitan do to me. Allah's not limited. And he never has been. So if you didn't make it to the hajjud, and you've not made it for a month or a year or five years, keep making the intention and keep turning to him during the day. If you keep knocking on a door, at some point, someone behind it is going to open. The problem is, when I just sit and I stare at the door hoping that something will happen, I need to put my effort in first. Otherwise, nobody will know I'm on the other side. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has promised to accept you when you return, to forgive you when you mess up, to have more mercy on you than your own mother will. And then, above all that, he tells me that he is the one who is al-Baqi. He's the one who will remain when everything's gone. So, when I, and again, we've mentioned this before. Now, when I learn of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I don't learn of each name as individuals. So it's not that at one moment Allah is Al-Wahhab and at one moment Allah is Al-Alim and at one moment Allah is Al-Hadi. He's all of these names together. So when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells me that he is Ar-Rahman, that he will be merciful, he's telling me that he is eternally there. He will be eternally merciful because he is eternally present for me. Mercy is something that will always be there for me. Just like that, forgiveness will always be there for me. It doesn't matter what happens in life. It doesn't matter who's there, who's not. What happens, what doesn't. My, his forgiveness remains. His love remains. His guidance remains. The good that I get from him remains. The refuge I get from him remains. The protection remains. All that comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is eternal. The peace my heart is looking for, the, the Peace that I do not find in this world, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is holding it for me because He is Al Baqi, He is eternal, He will always, always, always remain, even after I perish. And in this, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Himself tells us, O son of Adam, as long as you invoke me and plead to me, I will forgive you whatever you have committed. And I will not make much of it. O son of Adam, 
if your evil deeds reach the borders of the sky and then you ask me for forgiveness, I will forgive you. O son of Adam, if you bring from the earth full of errors, then you meet me while you do not associate anything or anyone with me. I will bring forth for you it's full of forgiveness. I wonder over these words. Look at that word. Think about it. He said, I will, not I might, not I may, not perhaps. I will forgive you whatever you have committed. And I will not make much of it. He will not make anything of it. He will not hold it against me. He will not stand there saying, you know what you did? But guess what? Fine, it's okay, I'll forgive you. He's not going to rub it in my face. That's not a law. I let myself make big of my sins. I let it cloud. I let it overwhelm me to a point where I cannot allow myself to turn back to Allah. Allah's not done that. He will never do that. And he has promised me, I will not make much of it. I will forgive you whatever you have committed. Even if it reaches the borders of the sky and then you ask it, doesn't matter, I will still forgive you. And he has used words that are permanent, that there's no room for doubt. Because he does not plan on leaving me. I just keep forgetting to go back to him. And all he asks the only one thing he has asked from us is that do not associate anything or anyone with him. Recognize that he alone is your creator. There's nothing else. No one can do anything for you. No one can bring anything for you except for him. He is the ultimate. That is all he is telling you to do. So just like we work hard, to make temporary things last. Someone gets ill and you get worried and you're trying to get medication and you know just make this continue on and I don't want this to end. A job, you, you feel like you're going to have a review. What if they, they think you're not doing well enough? Don't let this job end. I'll do anything to keep this going. Um, your house, whatever it is. Whatever it is that you just do not want to see the end of and you will work hard and hard and hard and exhaust yourself to the bone to make it last. Work harder for the ultimate permanence. Because with him, you have a guarantee. He will last. He does last. And when he lasts, so does all the goodness, all the reassurance that we need, they last with him. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in surah number 18 which is Surah Al-Kahf, um, and it's a dua, um, not dua, sorry, it's a surah that we should be reciting every Friday um, with its beautiful virtues. Um, it acts, uh, acts as light from one Jum'ah to the next. Um, so if we're not going to the Masajid, at least this one Sunnah, please do try and um, make it a part of your life. Read Surah Al-Kahf every Friday, um, and that starts from Maghrib, evening on a Thursday night till Maghrib um, on a Friday, right, the surah. Um, so surah number 18, ayah number 46 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Al-malu wal-banuna zinat al-hayati al-dunya wal-baqiyatu al-salihatu khayrun inda rabbika thawaban wa khayrun amala. Wealth and children, al-malu wal-banuna, they're just zinat al-hayati al-dunya, they're just attractions of this worldly life, that's it. And they will distract you. You want to do more for your children, you want to try and amass more wealth, but it will all be left back here. You can't take them. I could do anything to accompany my father, but I'm here. And I could be useless to him if I forget my Lord. Or I could be a very valuable asset if I remember my creator and the purpose that I was put here forth because of his teaching. وَالْبَاقِيَةُ الصَّالِحَةُ خَيْرٌ إِنْدَ رَبِّكَ ثَوَابًا وَخَيْرٌ عَمَلًا But lasting good works have a better reward with your Lord and give better grounds for hope. So ultimately, what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guides us, and especially this name of his, Al-Baqin, guides us to do, is to spare ourselves from heartbreak and the pain the truly engulfing pain of separation. Because if I recognize that everything, including myself, is temporary, I will work on that which will remain. Because there is no point of investing and investing and investing in something that will finish. I'm wasting my time, I'm wasting my energy and my resources, and I only have a limited amount. If I too am going to finish, well, what's the point? What's the point of investing so much unnecessarily? Invest in a manner that's moderate. A manner that is good, but a manner that is beneficial. And if I were to just take, you know, account of my own body, invest in your health. Invest in looking good every time you stand up for salah. Because that's going to matter. It will come to something. But to cosmetically try and, you know, stop your face completely from aging and, you know, doing whatever it is that people do, how useful will it be? At some point, your body is going to meet the ground. It will. It's not going to last forever. But if you've invested in your health, you know, in being fit and exercising and eating well, you can go to Allah and say, well, you gave me something that was very useful. Thank you, Allah. Whatever I had in my capacity, I put forth. I tried to invest in it and make it useful and beneficial. If he decided to test you otherwise, alhamdulillah, that's from him. But I put an effort. But for you. And take it all back to him. Whatever you do, do it for him because he will make it count. So I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to allow us to recognize that ultimately he is the only one that will remain. I ask him to allow us to recognize that all the blessings that he has given, whether that's family, whether that's friends, whether that's material things, that they are just that, temporary blessings. And just as he gave them to us, he has every right to call them back, whatever they may be.
and when he has made it clear to us in the Quran that this will happen, I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us wisdom and to give us strength and to allow us to turn to him. Because being able to make dua and truly beseech Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in itself is one of his biggest, biggest mercies. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not make us of those who are taken away from this mercy. Because that truly will make us the ultimate loser. Ya Allah, we recognize that you alone are that which will remain. But we gather every week anyway to learn of you, to find company that is beneficial. Allow your malaika, your angels to make dua for us and to protect us until we meet again. Allah, we are humans and we make mistakes. And it is of our nature to forget. And time and again, we will forget and we will attach ourselves to temporary things. Allow us to remember, but allow us to remember in a matter that is gentle. Please do not test us, Allah, because we are not always capable of those tests. We will, may not always make it through. But your mercy is not limited to anything. You do not need to test us to love us, to forgive us. So we ask you for forgiveness as we are. Allah, we ask you for afu, to wipe our sins like they never existed. Allah, we ask you for mercy. We ask you for forgiveness. We ask you for your love. We ask you to allow us to recognize that you are the only one that is baqi. That you will always, always remain. Do not let shaitan cloud my thought or my mind. We are always in need of you. And you are not in need of anything. So forgive us and make us the forerunners of Jannah. Those that are granted Jannah without hisab. Ameen, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.